0: It's a good delivery, and Kizzy's there, and it's in. Joe Kizzy and Jacob Creese has touched it in. Oh, sad! It's turned into the net by Rhodri Harbottle. It's a great header from
1: Piergiani.
0: Good evening. Welcome to the Anytime Notebook. We are here every single week. To mark your card for the weekend. Across the EFL, set-piece threats, rampaging wing-backs, forward-thinking holding midfielders. Every single one of them gets a warm welcome in the pages of the Anytime Notebook. Regular listeners, welcome back. New listeners, great to have you on board. Joining me, who is Gavin Horsell, every week is the founding member of the Harvey Rogers Fan Club. This bloke was mispronouncing Priestley Farquharson's name before any of you lot had even knew who he was. John Bywater. Good evening, John.
1: I like that, Gav. You've been working on that one today. That is a, a well-scripted. That is. Thank you. For, yeah. Thank you very much. This is all scripted, everybody. All of it. <laughs> Even this bit,
0: and this bit, and this
1: bit. Yeah, and that bit. Uh,
0: John, uh, I've enjoyed the pods over the last few weeks, but my you know long-term thinking preview season is exhausting. I must admit, when I opened up the notebook this week, when I was running my finger down the coupon, it felt good to be back. Right, the good old one x twos and um, and goal scores. You looking forward to getting stuck into the notebook this year?
1: Certainly am, mate. Yeah, this. uh, I think the the first week is always difficult because you've got nothing, you're sort of having to go through everything and trying to see where to start. But I think the sort of the third or fourth game on is when you can really spot those early opportunities normally. so
0: There's a vacuum of information, isn't it? You were talking probably like a week now since um, managers have got in front of microphones and newspapers are telling stories about you know team news and injuries and who's and wow. you know they, 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 there's nothing to really fill that void when you go searching for team news which i know is important for both of us hey, it's a tough week for that we need to get into the um the, the cadence of the season where we a steady flow of games and reaction and team news and all things like that and we're going to talk a bit about you know certainly some of our selections this week uh, uh, are factored into to, to some of that team news uh, john we're going to do things slightly differently this year not too differently don't worry we're going to start to attribute some points to our selection so we still consider it as like a nap and a next best perhaps but you'll see that um, accounted for through through the points that we attribute to each of them we're going to do some sound accounting and if you're used to listening to us john fair to say expect some long losing runs because variance is quite high at the prices that we're looking at but we tend to find the odd big price gem just to see a scrape even by the time we come to May. That's certainly the narrative we're going to tell anyway. Um, we're going to miss quite a bit. We're pretty price sensitive, John. I'd say right. We we couldn't look each other in the eye, right? If we were happy backing fourteen to one shots at tens, is that, is that fair enough?
1: No, we'd we'd give up the pod the day that comes with. Uh, we 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 like to think we're the uh, we're a genuine podcast. Put it that way.
0: I liked it. Um, We're going to kick off with some thoughts on what's intrigued us in the coupon. Um, Also a change this year, which I imagine regular listeners will appreciate more than anyone else. We're going to try and package it all together in a nice 20-minute pod, John, which
1: is... Good luck, everyone. I don't
0: know how many times we said that last season, but we definitely mean it this time. So it sits nicely you know, what can you do in 20 minutes? You, you can listen to this whilst the cashier at Hills is trying to find you a price on Rod McDonald to score first, which feels like the kind of thing that might take 20 minutes. John, should we start off in league two?
1: Why not? Cause it's the best league in the world, as we all know. And you,
0: you have got, when I saw your nose, it, 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 setting off this seat, this is classic <sighs> notebook territory. It's for you it's and for the listeners.
1: Yeah. It's, it's the one that I, I sent a note to you and said, you're going to smash up your keyboard when you see this one. So, everyone knows so what's coming next. Yeah. It's it's the first one-point selection of the season, from my side anyway, and it's Bradley Hills at 22-1 to 1 for Accrington versus Newport. Uh, don't adjust your dials, everyone. Yes, it is an Accrington-based selection from me. Sellers uh, Sellers at seven
0: <laughs> minutes are in clover. Yeah,
1: so yeah. Steve Freese sold, sold that for his max. So <laughs> it's not Harvey Rogers because that would be a non-runner, which might not be a bad thing. But anyway, when you've watched as many John Coleman interviews as me, you notice the twinkle in his eye and the affable scouser certainly had one after the pre-season performances of Hills. Now, he's on loan from Norwich. He's come along as a, as a uh, two-player deal with left-back Lewis Shipley. Uh, Hills has a phenomenal scoring record at youth level for Norwich. We've got five in 40 for the under-18 side and four in 19 for the reserve side. Now, you always take that with a bit of a, a, a sprinkle of salt, but for a centre-half, that is as good as you're going to get. Now, he served his notice of intent with a, a recent goal against York in a friendly. And in his welcome interview, he his first thing he said is he loves to score goals, which we, we like to hear. Now, he's got a, looks like he's going kind to of have a budding partnership with the excellent returning from injury, J. Rich Bagaloo, who missed basically all of last season. and that Good was to see you re- back, yes. Oh, yeah, big reason why Accrington went down, to be honest. Yeah. Um, you look at it another way, he definitely wouldn't have been there if he hadn't got injured, I don't think. So mm-hmm. they, they could look at that as a positive. Um, I think he will take away a lot of the attention from the set plays as well. What's put me off him is he's been eased back in pre-season and from what I can tell, I think he'll probably play for about an hour or 70 minutes or so. And uh, Hills has not missed a minute in the last three pre-season games since he's arrived. Uh, we've got the ever reliable McConville, McConvilles about 110 but he can still take still, <laughs> still take a good corner. Um, now Accrington bar last season, which you can excuse, uh, have always been a good set piece side. Now another reason why I like this selection is if you look at Newport, regular listeners are thinking Newport they' um, you know don't really get against them very often. However, we are now they are now without Cameron Norman, cows, I know I still can't pronounce, but he's not there anymore. And good old Mickey Dimitrus and his long throw. So they've all gone. Um, this looks like a potential, uh, Coleman as well has been saying, at home he wants to bring back the the, the high-scoring games, and he says that every year, to be honest. But um, at this level, I think they're going to have some open games at, at home. So at 22-1, to one, I was... I sort of expected that price because he's an unknown figure, but I think Bradley Hills is worth the risk at 22-1. to 1. What a what a way
0: to kick us off, John. 19-year-old, was he Norwich Loney? Giving John Coleman a little twinkle in his eye. No one's That's ever it. heard of him. That's a classic, classic notebook territory straight away. Expect like, to see he'll him. He'll
1: either be mentioned every week
0: or never again. It's, he, it's, he'll it's, score his first goal going off at... Seventeen to two in some EFL Cup game, but we'll right, we'll, yeah. we'll take an assist and say we we said your name, we said your name first. Excellent start, John. Certain um, Knotts so County were, took took my um, took my interest straight away. Spoke already about team news. Now it's always huge, incredibly difficult to get anything out on social media from the clubs in the past week, but Sutton's so definitely interesting here. If you listen to our pre-season podcast, you'll know that. Hey, I'm you know, quite fancy Matt Gray side to go quite well and exceed some expectations, but I think it's been quite challenging. I think here's a good reason, a terrible spot for them to host a rampant Knotts County in the first game of the season. A um, couple of defeats to non-league sides for certain. For it just feels like they're struggling at the centre-back. Louis John has been out all pre-season. Goodliffe's injured as well. Look out for the team news. Like I said, I'm not 100% certain, but I know they missed the last couple of pre-season games they lost one nil to Aldershot where Sir Womney was at the back and they had young Jack Taylor uh, who started the last two as well. New signing Ryan Jackson, him with the long throw that we said we were going to try and get with this year. He's been out as well. I said on last night's pod, he just kind of sense that, hey, there's a slow start in the offing here because I think Matt Gray's feeling a bit of the pressure. Some of his post-match comments after those defeats. You know, the rebuild is his choice. He wants to make a, obviously he wants to make a good start, but here it looks like, a, like I said, a, a Terrible spot for them. There's been money for Notts County all week. The opening show on Notts County goal scores, that's quite a. It quite enjoyed that over the last couple of days. John, having a look at where some of these new players are, particularly, I'll talk a bit about kind of the Wrexham and back line soon, but where they arrived at from a price point of view. Adam Chickson, I know plenty of comments um, come in my way. You know, going to get forward. He was prolific last year, found nine goals, didn't show much at Bolton and Bradford before that, but rampaging forward from left back, what, nine to two was probably. Expected the top of the market looked pretty efficient. Um, we're always looking a little bit further down the list, aren't we? But it's still odds against um, Langstaff was probably bigger than I thought. I thought he'd be, I thought he'd be odds on. Let's get elsewhere though, let's let's take advantage of that. Perhaps, um, You know, worrying team news in that back line for Sutton. Let's go for let's get county captain Carl Cameron fourteen to one in the notebook straight away. Ten in ninety in the last three seasons. Have a look for him, kind of pulling back towards the far post, sneaking in behind maybe Kizzy or Milsom. They're going to have plenty on their plate there tomorrow. Like I said, horrible spot for Sutton, this rampant knots counting. They're going to bring loads of people with them. High goal expectancy, all the things you love to see in a goal scorer bet. Doubts over the back four for the home side, chuck it all together, stir it all around. And I think one point Carl Cameron, 14 to one to get us off and running. John, do you, anything else? We'll, we'll, we'll stick with League Two. We've got any kind of thoughts that we had. Any, anything else draw your attention in the, um, in the fourth tier?
1: I love that one. Uh, Great spot at the price there. Um, The only other game that I had a half look at was, um, and I went and got my head checked, was Crawley. Um, Always a side to rely on Crawley, as we we (laughs) know. Um, What sort of, I was slightly surprised that they signed Will Wright from Gillingham that's a very sensible signing for them um, had a very sens- a very sensible very good season last year for Gillingham and mm-hmm. um, what I was looking at there is he, he took he took and scored one penalty for Gillingham last season and he was also on quite a few direct free kicks around the area um Don Telford's still at Crawley. Uh, you never do know with the Crawley team news, though. Mm. So, And there has been quite a little nibble for Will Wright since he's been added to the market. He's down to about 10-1 to one best. Um, if Don Telford didn't play, uh, I know they're playing Bradford, so it's, a, it's quite a tough opener, but if uh, Will Wright started and Don Telford didn't, then that 10-1 to one would be worth the risk.
0: I saw, I did look at that game. Sam Stubbs opened up 13-1, to one, which is about... 10 points shorter than points mm-hmm. last year Marty. we didn't Get him over the line. I think he scored before the end of the season, but we didn't get him over the line.
1: They, after they don't all. take many uh, chances on defenders first week. Those the, mm-hmm. you don't get the massive prices. Do
0: we? Should we make a? Should we make an agreement that we're not going to mention the words Matthew Platt again? Are we this year? We're not going to. I feel <laughs> already I mean, feels
1: Gail, Gail Platt will get me
0: mentions. <laughs> I did see that. Um, let me get this name right. Daniel Oyegoke, Um impressing Bradford fans down the right hand side. He played a handful of games for MK Dons last season. scored <laughs> for the England under 20s as well don't know enough about him just to pull the trigger at 18s but he has started every pre-season game um, yeah that looks like a hey, good matchup Bradford against Crawley, where where both sides would be looking to make a good start interestingly um, like I said I was looking at that Wrexham back line not much I think they're mostly single figures weren't they O'Connell, Boyle I did think and he hasn't made the list but he's worth mentioning I mean we have mentioned him twice already Cameron Norman I mean he, he of all the of all those Finishing the season with Newport last year, he was absolutely flying when he from um, from the right just side off, of defense.
1: After I gave up with absolutely,
0: up with, yeah, yeah. you got to scroll a long way down the list to you know, which you, you you'd expect to find centre halves when you're opposing Wrexham this year. But um, 28, he was for K Don's, which didn't quite make the list, but I shall mention him anyway. Um, John, I had very very nearly close to putting up uh, Conor O'Riordan for um, the crew. Uh, who um, who uh, host Mansfield. I'm, I'm keen to be against Mansfield here. And I know the Aidan Flint news slightly kind of tempered my enthusiasm over the last 24 hours, but mm. um, plenty of previous Nigel Clough has got with being a slow starter. They've had, I think Stephen Quinn is touch and go. Again, difficult to get Kind of confirmed team news. You no, know, Bailey Cargill's been out with back spasms as well. Which kind of feels like, hey, that was the just the warning sign that Clough needed, right, to bring in another centre half. Wilson's definitely going to miss the crew game, according to Clough. So you're probably starting with Oates and Aikens, maybe up front. I still, I still remember that what, about two years ago, and they opened up with every half the country seemed to be on Mansfield, and they opened up with about three wins before November. Um, so I do, I do like the, I do like a, a, you know. A, a good spot here for crew to ca- catch Mansfield at, at the right time. Oh, just like I said, the Aidan Flint news has, has slightly tempered that enthusiasm. Anyone that's read the blog post that I put up uh, about a week ago, there's a list of, um, list of defenders there that I think could knock on the door of five or six goals this season. And Conor O'Riordan feels certainly like one of those. John, anything else in League Two for you? Uh,
1: that's it in League Two, mate.
0: Should we head up to League One then? Um, kick us off because I think your next selection.
1: we've got we've got six minutes left to make the 20 minute (laughs) limit it's not happening Uh, no this this will be a a bit of a quick one because the the case is kind of there to see especially for regular listeners or regular followers of the EFL um very much a veteran sorry if you're listening but it's um John Brayford 18 to 1 for Burton at Blackpool um I've put here the ever durable veteran. I think oh, that's absolutely. a fair description. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Loves I the game. Uh, yeah. I mean that in an endearing way. Um, returns of three, six and four, the last three seasons, the sort of level you come to expect from him. Now, Burton, I'm strong on Blackpool, as we've mentioned in the pods, but they have got four to five uh, back, back line, including the keeper will be new faces. Now, they do look stronger, especially with Pennington in there, but they may take a little time to gel. Whereas Burton are going in with quite a slightly changed attacking lineup, but they've got all the usual faces at the back and defensive midfield. Um, the gentleman I can never pronounce he scored all the goals last year, signed a new contract mm-hmm. in the week. Um You've got Sam Hughes first mention for him, and um, you know it's, it's a pretty similar looking setup. So I wouldn't be amazed if they got something here. Just what has tipped me towards actually putting up uh, John Brayford is he scored on the opening day for Burton in 2021 and 2122. So make of that what you will, but at eighteen to one, I think John Brayford is fair. I'll say I, that
0: much. More. I think you. I think you do make something of that because I think instinctively, when you see the name John Brayford, I do think fast starter. I do think like out of the traps quickly. Couple of goals before the end of the first month. So yeah, I did. I didn't know that that opening day stat, but hey, it makes sense. Instinctively, that's where um, that would be. If you're you
1: know, going to print out a load of opening day scores, you might as well select one of them after you've wasted twenty four pages of printer paper, <laughs> like I did the other day. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um,
0: in a um, in a seamless transition, you mentioned uh, Matthew Pennington uh, heading to oh, um, heading to Blackpool. Um, him and Chay Dunkley... Key beneficiaries from that Shrewsbury game plan last season. They they made plenty from set pieces. Uh, Shrewsbury against Cheltenham is where I'm heading next for my for my um, for my next one point bet. Pennington's gone, Hey, but in comes Morgan Feeney, who we loved last season for for Carlisle. He's arguably a younger upgrade anyway. I reckon saw plenty of plenty of chances. Three and twenty nine for Carlisle hit the ground running. Cheltenham. Hey, look! Some challenging times ahead. They brought in Curtis Davies, but he's suspended first up. So there's a nice bit of like confirmed team news that we can that we can talk about. I think Feeney can take advantage of any kind of Cheltenham hesitancy in that back line at the other end of the pitch. It sounds like Sean Long's a late decision for for Cheltenham as well. I think Feeney has to be on the list. I you know, good player in League Two. I think he takes that form into, into League One as well. One point, Morgan Feeney for Shrewsbury. A 16-1 for me. League One, anything else for you, John? League One.
1: Uh, League One, uh, the only thing I would note, which is, um, again, could be a, in anonymity, but our old friend who I um, missed nationality last season, Omar Beckles, has... Oh, yes. uh, Two two opening day goals in his long career, so make of that what you will as uh, the big outsiders at Charlton. Shekels for Beckles was the (laughs) highlight
0: of last season, wasn't it? It It certainly um, was. It certainly was. Um, I had a Barnsley-Vale, I thought. Was it Barnsley vulnerable here, John, do we think? I think there might be better opportunities than Vale at home, but um, plenty of changes going on at Barnsley. I would, I've circled the names. I think you've circled one of these as well. Kofi Barmer and Alex, uh, how do I say this? Ayakoviti for both Reveal yeah, both in the yeah. goals. Both uh, interesting, I think. Both interesting. We'll yeah, kind of, you know, penciled in in the notebook. Don't think Barnes is the right opportunity, but. They're certainly going to be on the list at um at some point in the not too distant future. Should we finish off with the? I haven't got a bet in the in the championship, but I thought it was still a couple of um a couple of interesting angles that that took my fancy. John, anything um anything like nearly make the uh the grade in the championship yeah,
1: lo- for you? Lots of nearlies in the championship. I actually quite liked the championship coupon. Um, first thing I looked at was uh I was looking to get with a Sunderland player against Ipswich, continuing our anti-Ipswich. Hate on this podcast. Um, main reason being Christian Walton, the ever present keeper, is out. Um, and it's going to be, uh, I always like to look at that. Uh, I wanted to get with Dennis Serkin but mm-hmm. A, his price has collapsed, and B, he's probably not, he's probably injured anyway. So <laughs> there's two negatives. So no doubt many will end up on Dan Ballard again. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not—he's not he's of not the worst price at twenties. Um, the other first name that I wanted to look at after looking at Birmingham a couple of times, well, well the reports of Birmingham pre-season—they're badly missing our old friend Mister um, Trusty at uh, left centre back, who's yeah. gone to Sheffield United on a permanent deal this week, which is a good good move for him. They look very. Um, I wouldn't say slow left centre back but one of the issues is they've got Siriki Dembele who's coming on the left wing who's a cracking player but doesn't track back at all. Yeah. I've read that in three separate reports so the left side of the defence is having to do a lot of heavy lifting so playing Swansea here I really hoped that Josh Key would be a double figure price at least. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm sure if I've spotted it uh, Duff has spotted it so I think they will target that left hand side but the price is terrible I mean his scoring records okay from his many years extra but he's as short as 9 to 2 which is ridiculous um, like,
0: like I said to you I thought someone might have priced up a Joshua Key kind of further down the list Yeah, one of those. Fit, but yeah nothing about
1: yeah disappointing yeah I think I'll, I would have needed at least twelves, probably mm-hmm. bigger um, shall so I keep going you got, go for it got go for more, it again. yeah I think the one, uh, a defender who is is actually a good price or at least a fair price is Charlie Creswell at 12s for Leeds against Cardiff mm. on the Sunday, Sunday game. I think it's like Sunday lunchtime. Should be a nice timid affair, that one. Um, considering Leeds are 2-5 to five in the outright, uh, the 12-1 to one looks fair. Uh, worth noting, he did, did score a brace on the first day of the season for Millwall last season as well. Mm. Um me off a little bit. Cardiff had a lot of changes, but they've got a very similar back line. So, um, I think that looking at all the defenders' prices, I thought that, that was a fair price for him. And the other one would be who's re signed this week would be Finn Assas, a more attacking player for Plymouth against Huddersfield, uh, nine to two around, which is probably about right. Not the toughest first game at this level for Plymouth on paper, anyway. Um, I think he's a bit of a coop that they've got him back from Villa. Uh, I, really, I really like him. He, a little bit in and out last season, but when he's on it, he's very good. Uh, it caught my, it's caught my eye how well he started in every season in his short career. Mm-hmm. If you look at this, this is I think this is interesting. He scored three goals for Cheltenham in his first loan, and they were all within the first few games of the season. Mm-hmm. He scored on the opening day for Plymouth last season, had three in the first five games. Um, no idea why that would be, but you know it's just a, an interesting little tidbit. The thing that's put me off, well, I think the price is about right, so that that would put you off. But whether he'll quite start here, I'm not sure. So, yeah, he, he's interesting. The um I noticed the Bali Mumba
0: playing wide left in the in a four four in a four three three during season and Schumacher saying, well, or Mumba saying that. DNA resist- or something, yeah. Resisting moves elsewhere because he sees himself as you know a bit more flexible in terms of position and playing higher at the pitch. It um, was wishful Difference. thinking that that wouldn't have been picked up at eight to one top yeah. price. But that's, you're right; that should be a nice little opener for Plymouth. There should be a good atmosphere there. The only other selection I had uh, Bristol City, Preston, another one that looked interesting. Hey, best thing about this time of season. Uh, hey, do, you know, appreciate this fully. When we build up like a nice little network of people that listen to the podcast, normally there's DMs full of like little nuggets about signings. Hats off to Aberdeen fan N I R. Always a good source of information. He's um Johnny he's very complimentary about Matty Pollock's time, North of the Border last year. So must be a good judge in our book. Um, Calvin Ramsey was also at Aberdeen last year, but turns up at Preston on loan from Liverpool to play... Probably looks like right wing back to me. Sounds like he's injured, I think, at the moment. So maybe not kind of early part of the season, but nice couple of goals for the under-21s. Looks a typical forward-thinking wing back. When I saw kind of a few highlights, I thought, hey, Connor Bradley, a Bolton-type player. I say maybe not one for this week, but one for the notebook. And just before, I did did miss off. Who did I forget to talk about? Charlton Orient was on my list. Again, not a selection, but... um, I think our guys the lad they brought in from Crew, he's out for the long term, it sounds like. Kandrinen's out. Um, yes. Wellens has been moaning pre-season. They just brought in Ed Turns, he, who's been away with Brighton in the US... A presume, presume, I think he's fit. So he, I presume he slots straight back in. But even there, he's not. It all feels a bit like last minute. And I'm kind of not anti orient but I'm probably lower expectations than most people. Charlton to me, as we spoke about plenty, just um, cross pre-season feel like flat track bullies to me. It, it just, a, just a good spot here for Charlton at home to maybe a tentative kind of Orient side just stepping up tempered my enthusiasm a little bit because i think lloyd jones might not be fit but there'll be one i'll be checking the team news on on saturday afternoon but odds against charlton very back home there john you put together an extraordinary list of the kind of builds on good attacking performances on the opening day if you you take us through your list to, to kind of finish us off with just um any um what was it attacking players with good first first day records? Anything to
1: add yeah, there? Uh, a real a real catchy title i put on this one. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's four names that stick out. Um, the first one being Andreas Weiman, who got a mention in the pod yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a long time now, has been a very quick starter in a season, all the way back to 2014-15 with the winner for Villa in the Premier League on the first game day. Mm-hmm. That's going back a long time. Yeah. Um, now entering his sixth season at Bristol City, which certainly makes me feel old. Um, he scored in the, on the first game day in 18-19, 19-20, and last season, 22-23. And plenty of the rest of his goals seem to come in bunches at the start of seasons for whatever reason. So there's one name. Um, the second name is a surprise to me, even though he's an attack, well, he's a forward. Uh, the battering ram that is Omar Bugel. Uh, Who's gone to Wimbledon from Sutton? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> now you've got to consider he's never beaten six in an individual season, um, but he's not really. A, it's not really his game. Goal scoring. He's he does a lot of the hard work. Yeah. Um, very uh, physical player. Uh, he scored on each of the three last opening days for Sutton, though. So I think that's definitely worth noting. Mm-hmm. Um, Another one, uh, Joe, Joe Ironside has two on the last three opening days, now at Doncaster. And the final one, who's probably got the most prolific record, is Danny Johnson, who's finally a permanent Walsall player. Um, outstanding first day record with various clubs 17, 18, 19, 20, 2021, 20, 21, 22, and a hat trick this time last year. Wow. Uh, so you're not going to get better than that again you've got to look at the reasoning behind some of the stuff and maybe there isn't one but that fair to say he's the standout name in the list so anyone looking for an interest at the shorter end of the market I haven't even looked at their prices wait wait for the team news they're obviously going to be uh, towards that shorter area but they're not necessarily prolific players, so you may wish to do something with the above four names if you're that way inclined. Oh my God, my good! It
0: was all about Morecambe as well, John. Can't believe it. Oh. Feels like it's got um, the hat trick. Yeah, zero point five. Come off to score hat trick <laughs> in the <a, in laughs> yes. Yankee. Yeah, Absolutely, right. uh, John. We ne- we nearly made it. I think we're going to come in under thirty minutes. Hopefully, that didn't feel washed. Quite good for us. Yeah, that was it quite was, good. Yeah. There was plenty we could have added extra there let's finish off with um, recapping where our bets lie so I had one point Morgan Feeney 16 to 1 and one point Carl Cameron 14 to 1 John let us know your selections just remind us again
1: yep it's one point Bradley Hills 22 to 1 he plays for Accrington and one point John Brayford 18 to 1 and everyone listening to this knows he plays for Burton absolutely um john there's one there's there's
0: there's a there's there's one more better podcast than this one and it is the one that takes place next week after we've managed to look at all the formations all the team news Mm. who was playing where i'm already excited about reflecting on a decent weekend of efl action um whatever you are backing be lucky
1: good to have you back listening john it's been fun it certainly has and that one probably won't be under half an hour but we will try
0: (laughs) we will try Um, we're going to be back next week we'll do it all over again John thank you very much Uh, be lucky everyone
1: and we'll see you next week cheers Gav good luck to everybody